You are listening to the Military Working Mom Podcast with Drea Jones, Episode 20. How to Control Your Weight While Maintaining Breast Milk Supply During Pregnancy and Postpartum, featuring the prenatal nutritionist, Ryan Kipping. Hi, ladies. Today, I am so excited to introduce to you the prenatal nutritionist. She is an amazing resource online on Instagram and Facebook. She has provided women trying to get pregnant through pregnancy into postpartum with what they really need to nourish their bodies through food and helping them understand what foods do what. But particular today, we are going to talk about our problem of, hey, we don't want to gain too much weight during pregnancy or afterwards, but we still want to build up our supply of breast milk so we don't have to make that choice of saving our own career versus nourishing our baby. So if you're not familiar with Ryan's work, she is a clinically trained registered dietitian, nutritionist, certified lactation educator, and author of the Feel Good Pregnancy Book, which is an amazing cookbook. And like I mentioned before, she is the founder of the Prenatal Nutritionist, which is a virtual nutrition private practice, which focuses on preparing women for pregnancy and conquering nutrition during and after pregnancy. Her goal is to help women feel confident in the ability to properly nourish a growing baby through real food approach. So ladies, welcome the prenatal nutritionist, Ryan Kipping, to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, I know everyone is super excited to have you because one, I hope almost all of us follow you on Instagram under the prenatal nutritionist. It is such a good resource and I'm so glad just to have you on. And it was actually funny. So two weeks ago, we had a um, fitness expert, Brooke Miller, come on and I asked her a question and she actually had referenced you and she had no oh, that's idea awesome. we were already lined up. So I was like, oh, I will ask her that question. So here you are. <laughs> Just let you know that you have a following here. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. So, okay, Ryan. So today we're going to talk about nutrition pre and post birth and producing breast milk, because that is the number one concern I hear is our women having to have a choice between nourishing their child or getting back in shape to get into our fitness standards for military. And I know, me and you've had an offline conversation. We both disagree. I think everyone does, but unfortunately, yeah. that's our reality. So let's conquer it. First, what's your yeah. story? Who are you and what's your expertise? Yeah. Um, so I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, a certified lactation educator as well. Um, I am an author, so I have a cookbook. It's called The Feel Good Pregnancy Cookbook, and it's actually for preconception to postpartum. So there's recipes in there that cover the whole journey, which is awesome. Um, I'm the owner of The Prenatal Nutritionist, which is my virtual nutrition private practice where I help women from those time periods. So from preconception to postpartum, how can we nourish our bodies to the best of our abilities, but also in a way that makes sense to us? that's realistic, you know, easy to manage. I do use science to back what I teach, obviously, but I'm also a real human. So <laughs> I know that there are challenges and I know that it's hard, especially with all the information that's out there. So yeah, that's my mission. And I'm excited to dive into some of these questions. Good. Okay. So I'm glad you had you have the science behind it because I think that is one of the biggest anomalies out there is there's so many resources, but it's all opinions. As we go into these questions, I would love for you, if you have it off the top of your head, dive into some of the science. Totally. But first, all right, so let's start before birth. What's the best way for us to prep our bodies? And um, let's start with the weight gain. A part of getting back into fitness after birth is we don't want to gain too much. I know, you know, personal opinion, it's for me, it's a baby. Let your body do what you want to do. I think I gained about 60 pounds and I'm 5'1", so that was a lot. Yeah. However, everyone loses it differently. Everyone gains it differently. 
So how can we eat to the best of our ability not to gain weight during pregnancy or extra yeah. weight? Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is a, a huge topic I obviously conquer because with pregnancy, weight gain is inevitable for most of us. Like you're growing another human, you are going to gain weight. Um, and I think just to begin with, that is already hard for so many women to grasp, you know, because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I have to gain weight, you know? And it's just like this mental barrier to your body's going through so many changes. So there's a lot that comes with it, but yeah. So I, I'm not someone who focuses super strongly on numbers. Like I don't make any of my clients weigh in quote unquote, you know, and report to me their, their weights or anything like that unless it's helpful to them, right? So there's so many different things that work for so many different women. So I have clients who it helps them to weigh in like every Wednesday, you know, just to make sure that they're kind of checking in on the number, it looks good to them. And it, it, you know, helps them stay accountable in a sense. Then I have other people who are like, nope, I'm never hopping on a scale the whole pregnancy. And I'm like, great. If that's what works, that is totally fine. For me, it's way more so about focusing on the foods that we're including on a daily basis as opposed to the weight that we're putting on. That being said, bringing in the science, the science says that we cannot ignore weight during pregnancy or pre-pregnancy or post-pregnancy. There is a lot of science to support, you know, if you do gain an excessive amount of weight during pregnancy, that one, you are putting yourself at increased risk for pregnancy complications. And two, you're putting yourself at increased risk of, you know, more complications after pregnancy. So I don't, I don't want to state any quotes right now because I couldn't be wrong on these. Um, but I was just reading something, I think it was this week about a study that showing, you know, women who gained way more than they should have during pregnancy, postpartum, even like 15 to 20 years after postpartum, like these studies are long. They show that that weight is kind of like still hanging around. Like you are almost, it's harder to recover from it if you're not kind of focusing on that during pregnancy, because this time in your life is such a pivotal and sensitive period that it's kind of like a test on your body. Um, like how, how healthy were you before you got pregnant? You know, it's kind of like, okay, here we go. Let's see what's going to happen type thing. And I joke about it, but it, it's serious. You know, this is an important time and we want to focus on what we can do, obviously, which is getting back to the food thing. So again, we can't ignore the weight. Science tells us we can't ignore it. But if we focus on including those nutrient-dense foods as much as possible, whatever weight is appropriate for you should come naturally. Of course, easier said than done. I know. Um, you're like, Ryan, yeah, yeah, you're, you're saying that because you're a dietitian and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if, if we do focus on those things, do what we can during the time, um, yeah, hopefully the weight will come naturally. And like you were already saying, so different for everyone. Um, you'll gain weight in different areas, in different time periods during your pregnancy. So yeah, again, easy to get into the comparison game there and, you know, be like, I don't look like her during my pregnancy. I gain weight all over the place. So yeah, don't compare. It's going to be different for everyone. So, you know, I always hear nutrient dense foods, but healthy to one person is not healthy to another. So can you give examples of foods that, you know, are great to eat? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So things that are awesome for pregnancy are fatty fish. So like salmon, any type of fish, honestly, if you can uh, eat it, I know that people are probably like cringing right now, like, ew, fish sounds like the worst thing to eat because you have all the food aversions and everything. So if you have an appetite for fish and like you like it, you're not allergic, 
definitely include it. Low mercury options, of course, uh, that is something we want to be aware of, but salmon is a great, great food for pregnancy. Eggs, that's another thing I talk about so much. If you guys follow me on my Instagram, you're probably like, yeah, Ryan, we're tired of hearing you talk about eggs. <laughs> and it's funny, my husband's like, you're the crazy egg lady. And I'm like, that's fine. I will adopt that title. Like, it's all good. Um, eggs are cheap, right? They're like a cheap source of protein and high quality protein at that. Um, you can get a great source of protein, so many nutrients. Don't forget the yolk because majority of the nutrients are in the yolk. So don't leave out the yolk, super important. Other nutrient-dense foods, of course, fruits and vegetables are great. Um, lots of fiber, lots of vitamin and minerals in fruits and vegetables. And then overall, just say, put in, putting an emphasis again on protein because protein is so important during pregnancy. And it's, it's important to find that balance of protein too, because what the research shows is that if you eat too much protein or too little, um, there are adverse effects to both of those. So we wanna try to find that happy balance in the middle. I hope that kind of gives a summary. Oh, nuts and seeds, I wanted to mention nuts and seeds too. Um, lots of good benefits from nuts and seeds as well. So, you know, you had mentioned calories and everyone's different. So is there like a good calorie counter that you use if people want to calculate calories by all means or macros or so we know how much to eat because, you know, everyone weighs differently or if we're working out, is there a good calculator that you would recommend? I don't really use one, to be honest. Um, I have, you know, calculations that I do when I work with clients to kind of figure out a number for them. But even that, it's definitely a range. Um, most of what I teach is more so leaning on like the mindful eating approach where we just want to listen to our body. Pregnancy is a time where you have to tune in to your body more than you probably have ever before because your body's giving you all of these random, like, like I was just talking, food aversions, like things you've never experienced before, all sorts of appetite changes and things like that. So if you can tune into those cues um, and really follow them as much as you possibly can, you're going to be better off than you are kind of counting calories and trying to track it and hit these certain things. And granted, again, that does work for some people. I have clients who do like to track and who that works really well for. And it helps them, again, stay accountable and make sure they're hitting things. And if anything, that could be great starting out. So, you know, you first find out you're pregnant and you're like, oh my God, I've never even thought about nutrition before. <laughs> you know, I've just kind of been eating whatever. Um, maybe this is something I need to think about. So yeah, that in that case, it might be nice for you to track just for like a week to see like, okay, I thought I was eating 1600 calories, but I'm actually eating 2500 calories. Just everyone, including dietitians, never are accurate in their reporting on what they think they're eating, everyone is off. So that's when tracking can help as you kind of identify like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Here are some changes I could make. Okay. So let's go back to the mindful eating. Uh, yeah. So I want to conquer this myth because only one person ever addressed it with me. Everyone, one, I looked huge because again, I'm five one and was like nine pound baby. <laughs> yeah. um, they're like, oh, you're eating for two. You can have whatever. So let's bust that myth on eating for two. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. I just talked about this on my social media. I talk about it a lot. I probably talk about it like at least once a month, you know, bringing it up in my feed because we hear that so much. And I feel like more than ever, like we hear it from like family members. I, I don't know if any of your family or like friends and people that maybe just aren't like familiar with pregnancy and this whole space are like, oh, you can eat whatever you want. Like you're eating for two people. And it's like, no, not really, not at <laughs> all. You know, you cannot like, of course you have another human inside of you, but they're so tiny. It's like a fraction of a person. So your needs definitely don't double. 
for anything, your nutrient needs do increase, but that doesn't mean we need to eat double the amount that we were eating before and just kind of throw in the towel and, you know, use it as an excuse to just eat whatever we want, eat all the ice cream, all the cake, you know, and of course you can enjoy treats during your pregnancy. You know, I would never say cut out sugar completely. That's another topic in itself, but yeah, definitely don't have to eat for two. I always say nourishment for two instead. Okay. And then one of my last questions for pregnancy phase. Yeah. I've got one more. So I lied two more. Um, So, (laughs) you know, I think one of those misconceptions is we're getting all our nutrients through pills, right? So our prenatals, if you're taking extra folic acid. Yeah. I think when I first started, because I never grew up around kids, I had no idea. I think I was taking like right. B6, B2, like all the vitamins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when I finally started to educate myself, I think I was down to like two. Um, yeah. But one, do we need to take all those or is there a better way to do that? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, you know, when I'm starting with a lot of clients, that's kind of one of a question I commonly get is like, well, I'm taking this prenatal vitamin, like, are my bases covered with that? And I'm like, well, not really. Uh, generally, vitamins, even if you're taking a well-rounded prenatal vitamin, like, you still need to focus on food. Um, your prenatal vitamin does not have everything you need. I will tell you that right now. There isn't any prenatal vitamin on the market that you can take that is going to just completely cover everything you need during pregnancy. And we should focus on food first. I, I talk about a lot of about that a lot on my feed too. Ideally, we want to meet as many nutrient needs as we can through food and then just use that supplement as like an insurance policy that, okay, we are getting these things. And if we did miss out on something, like we're, we're essentially covered with our prenatal vitamin. Um, But yeah, exactly. Like you said, like everyone's needs are different. Uh, We all have different health backgrounds. We all have different possibly food allergies or food sensitivities, or maybe we just don't like a certain food group that much. So we're not getting that nutrient that maybe that food group provides. So everyone's not going to need the same supplement routine. Um, I get this, I mean, I swear to you guys, I get like five DMs a day asking about what prenatal vitamin should I take? And, you know, at this point I just have like a canned response because I say the same thing every time. And and if you've been following me, you see, I have never posted about one prenatal vitamin that everyone should take because it's just not true. I would just be lying to you guys. Like, it's just not true. There are certain things that I always say, you know, to look for. And one of those is definitely make sure that your supplement is third-party tested because the supplement industry is so not well-regulated. So making sure that you're just finding like a good quality brand is important. Um, I kind of got off on a tangent. I don't even remember what the initial initial (laughs) question was was at this point. (laughs) Uh, You answered it through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So last prenatal question. I've been asked by a few people if there's a way, um, you know, let's say their first baby, they didn't produce a lot of breast milk. Is there a way for us to help our breast milk production or you know, quote unquote, guarantee it before your baby even comes? Is there something that we can eat that can just prep our bodies? Yeah, so not really. I wish I had a better answer to this question. Um, your body actually starts producing milk like halfway through your pregnancy, which is quite astounding. It's like amazing to me. And, and that's another reason tying it back to like the weight gain that we do gain weight and we do gain that extra fat mass is because our body is preparing to breastfeed 
all throughout your pregnancy. It's kind of just like gearing up for that time when baby arrives. So kind of think about it in that way. Your body's like harnessing stores. So whenever you're ready to breastfeed, like you're ready to go. Yeah. So not really. I I think we, on our offline chat, I was talking about making sure you're in the right mindset um, because that is huge. I've found that working with this population, the women who during pregnancy had the best mindset were almost always more successful at breastfeeding because they were positively talking to themselves saying that like, I can do this. Like, this is something I want to do. Therefore I'm going to do it, you know, and just having that mindset is super powerful as opposed to the like worrier mindset. And this happens to so many of us. We worry about things that aren't even happening yet. (laughs) Um, We're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Everybody else is telling me it's so hard. My sister wasn't able to, or like my friend didn't had so many struggles and like you, those thoughts get in your head so much that you're almost telling yourself in a way that you're not going to be able to do this. So if you go into it thinking that, then of course, like you, you might actually have struggles because of that. There's this one quote, I don't, I always quote it, but now I just forget who it's by, but it's like, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. You know? So, you know, having that mindset is huge in a way. No. And you know, for every doula birth coach, everyone that I've ever talked to, they always say that it's all about your mindset, whatever it is in birth. It Mm -hmm. is all about your mindset and how you prep yourself. You can get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad everybody else is talking about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's stick on with breast milk. All right. So lactation cookies, protein bars, all that good stuff. What, what's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I always, like I keep saying, it's just almost that quick fix that we really want. Like, Hey, I'm not producing. What can I do? Let me eat this. Let me, you know, have this pill. Is there anything we can do after baby Yeah. to produce breast milk? Yeah. So women kind of take this like sigh of like relief after they have the baby because they don't have to like quote unquote live by any of these food rolls anymore. <laughs> um, and while that's sort of true, you know, you still want to make sure you're getting as much nutrition in as possible, especially if you're exclusively breastfeeding, because you have to remember, even though baby's outside of you, you're still baby's sole source of nutrition. Like whatever you eat is still going into your breast milk and going into baby. So we still want to keep nutrition at the forefront. That being said, nutrition wise, in order to produce enough milk, there are really only two requirements. Uh, One being just flat out eating enough. So making sure you're eating enough food and then number two, drinking enough. So making sure you're adequately hydrated. So if you can like figure out those two things, you're already ahead of the game. As far as like galactagogues is what they, the scientific term. So that's food or supplements that might increase your milk. There's really not one that is like scientifically proven. I, there's, um, there's so many out there. I mean like fenugreek and oatmeal and all of these different brewers yeast. Um, I'm sure you've heard like beer and things like that. So some of these work, right? Some of these work for some women and some don't. So I find that moms get super upset when, you know, Kelly was like, Oh, I ate oatmeal and my breast milk magically increased. And then you try it and you're like, nothing's happening for me. That's totally normal. What works for one person may not work for you. So a lot of these things, there's no harm in trying them. Of course, like you can try to eat more oatmeal and you can try to eat the lactation cookies and the mother's milk tea and all of those things. But first we want to focus on calories 
hydration, making sure we've got those things um, going on. And then of course the breastfeeding side of things like latching, positioning, um, making sure you're breastfeeding as much as possible, not restricting feeding times, all of those other things of course play a factor as well. But if we're just strictly speaking about nutrition, keeping those two rules top of mind whenever you're thinking about that. So for your clients, what do you teach? Like an extra 500, 200,000 calories when you're breastfeeding? Yeah. So generally breastfeeding burns like 500 extra calories a day. So if you can, if that helps you and you can kind of think about it in that way, then yeah, that could be, be helpful. And it's so surprising. Um, or women are so surprised how hungry they are after they have the baby, as opposed to when they were pregnant. Cause people always think like, Oh, when you're pregnant, you, you get so hungry because you have this baby growing inside of you. Then they have the baby and they're like, whoa, I never thought I could be this hungry. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't restrict your calories. Like if you're hungry, you need to eat. <laughs> so I'm glad you say that because that is a scary statement to us. When you say, mm -hmm. you know, eat and like we brought in from the beginning, then it's that like alarm, the internal just, I almost want to say like just memories like, oh my God, we're going to gain weight. Right. And then they don't eat. So yeah, how can you, what do you do for your clients that have that fear? Yeah, I know. And, and too, like during this time, also, whenever you have the baby, you're, you're immediately thinking like, okay, now I need to lose weight. <laughs> um, but, and I, and we might have this talk about this later, but generally speaking, I say wait at least three months, like minimum three months before you're even thinking about like cutting your calories or cutting your carbs back or anything like that. Because any drastic changes, you are going to risk your milk supply decreasing. So yeah, definitely think about it in the sense of like, when you hopefully thought about it in pregnancy, like this isn't just about me anymore. Like I, I need to support, you know, my baby and everything like that. So think about the bigger picture is how I'll say it. So why three months? I've never heard that before for the eating portion of it. Okay. Yeah. Just because at that point, your milk supply is pretty much established. Um, and hopefully at that point you have a good routine going three months is early though. I will say like three months is early. Um, six months might be more appropriate for most women. Of course, you know, with military, I think is like a special population. Same thing with like athletes um, and like marathon runners and those who are super in shape and maybe are like still training throughout their pregnancy. I've had some people that like six weeks after baby, they're like ready to go back into their normal exercise routine, like all of that stuff, which may work for you. Like that's mm -hmm. fine. If you're at a place where that's working for you, you're able to kind of get back into your routine have adequate breast milk for your baby. You feel good. You feel energized. You feel ready. Like that's amazing. Like go for it. But that's not so the jealous. case for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. When I see women do that, I'm like, what? You had a baby how many weeks ago? Like, are you crazy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So like everyone has such a unique journey. So talking about the fitness, uh, and I had asked you this before, and this is what I asked Brooke, uh, who referenced you. So pre-workout and then protein powders while mm. you're still breastfeeding. It's just, I think it's habit. So we want to continue it. Then when, you know, baby's out of us, what's your opinion on taking that kind of stuff with baby like while breastfeeding? Yeah. So I think there is a little bit more leniency breastfeeding wise with some of these things, because during pregnancy, there are 
some like herbs that we're just not sure about and some ingredients that are in some of the pre-workouts and protein powders that are just kind of questionable. So it's like better safe than sorry. There's no really benefits to some of these things. So why even include it? But yeah, for the most part, they're going to be, they're safe while you're breastfeeding. Again, going back to like the food first thing, if you can have food as a pre-workout, like energizer and fuel, that's what I always recommend because a lot of those pre-workouts have added sugar and caffeine and just some other things that it's like, "Mm, if you can do without good, that's not to say there isn't any on the market that are suitable. And the caffeine thing, usually it's a trial and error type thing. Like you don't have to completely avoid caffeine in pregnancy. You don't have to completely avoid caffeine while you're breastfeeding. Um, However, some moms notice that when they have caffeine, that baby is more irritable and maybe crying more. So in that case, uh, you might want to avoid it. But usually those pre-workouts don't have a crazy amount of caffeine. So you might be okay even having it and baby might still be fine. Kind of same thing with protein powders. Like definitely okay. It's an easy way to up your protein. Again, we want to rely on food as much as we can, but for the busy mom, it's, I know it's very convenient, easy way to get it in. So just kind of be cognizant looking for things like added sugar and um, more preservatives and additives and processed ingredients and things like that. So what does it look like in food? Is that just like, in my mind, all I can think of is like almonds, nuts, whatever, but what does that look like? Yeah. So if you're thinking about like fueling before a workout, I would say a decent combination of carbs and protein might be a little bit more carb heavy on the pre-workout. If you're trying to fuel after a workout, protein, making sure you have a good source of protein after that, which could be like hard boiled eggs, nuts and seeds. You could do like beef jerky if you're on the run, nut butter, something like that. Okay. So that's a perfect transition. So I have one last question. Um, So you've got your cookbook. What are just, you know, we are busy. I'm not going to lie. Um, both yeah. me and my husband are active duty and I don't think we sit down for a meal, which is funny. Cause when I had trip, I was like, okay, the one thing I want is family dinners, like <laughs> happen, not yet. <laughs> so what are some quick, easy, you know, snacks as we're breastfeeding, um, or meals that we can have on the go, have in our purse, uh, for us just to keep fueling. So we don't lose that supply. Yeah, this is, it's definitely challenging because um, when you're on the go, it's harder and you hesitate to more of like the packaged things that are already pre-packaged. And sometimes those aren't always the best, most nutrient dense options. So it's kind of thinking like, what can you prep ahead? If you can pick one day of the week to kind of focus on food prep, have everything ready to go, or you can kind of just grab, go put it in your purse type thing. I have, I was just working on some content for a breast pump company actually on, on Instagram. And we made these, um, peanut butter energy bites. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's actually a recipe in my cookbook. Yeah. And they're super easy. My husband's like obsessed with them. I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding, but they're good for all times and super easy, super versatile. It's just like a nut butter, oats, chocolate chips, chia seeds, kind of whatever you want to throw in just like little energy bites that are a good replacement for like a granola bar, you know, those type energy bars, granola bars are, are okay every now and then. But if you can actually home make something like that, you're going to be much better off. Hard boiled eggs, like I said, those can last for up to two hours. So if you are on the go and you're going to eat them within two hours, like don't worry about the refrigeration part of it. Um, definitely take those to go. Beef jerky, like I said, that's great. High protein source. You're going to get nutrients from that as well. 
trail mix. Trail mixes are always good. You can home make those too. Throw some of your favorite nuts and seeds in there, maybe some coconut shreds. That's going to be a good source of cheese. You can take cheese on the go too. Same thing with uh, the two hour, you know, marker. Um, If you're going to eat it within two hours, you can take that to go, throw that in your purse. Um, Yeah. Hopefully that gives some good options. No, that is. All right. So before we part and close up, one, I would like to know, you know, out of all the clients you've had, all the questions, uh, what is kind of the most popular question that you receive? So that way, if I missed it, we can hit it. Um, (laughs) And then (laughs) let's conquer that first. So what is the most popular question you get? I think we already addressed that. Most popular question for sure for pregnancy is prenatal vitamin and in nausea. I would say prenatal vitamin and how to manage the first trimester. Yeah, um, how do you do that? Cause I just nausea. ate miso soup for a month, like three months. So it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And nausea is so, so different for everyone too. It can range from mild to like so severe. Um, and then some women like escape it completely somehow, which I know, right? <laughs> like if that's me, great. I, I would love that. But yeah, so it's just thinking about, obviously if they're, if you're struggling to eat anything, find something that you can keep down. I always say like some calories is better than nothing at all. So if literally the only thing you can eat is toast, then definitely eat the toast. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then eat the toast. And if you feel like, okay, that actually made me feel a little bit better. If you can eat nuts or seeds or some source of protein 30 minutes later, do that. Um, because you know, we don't want to throw nutrition like out the window completely. Um, but we don't want to be like killing ourselves trying to get in, like just like chomping on kale leaves or something like that. (laughs) Um, and then during this time, like we were talking about with the protein powders and things like that, um, smoothies can be super helpful. A lot of women find that they just are able to drink a lot of their nutrients during that time. So if you can throw in all sorts of fruits and vegetables in your smoothie, making sure you are including a source of healthy fat, a source of protein too, that helps a lot as well. All right. So now I bet still there are a lot of questions out there. So where can our listeners find you? Yeah. Where can we contact you with questions? Yeah. So obviously my most popular social media is Instagram. Um, I'm at prenatal nutritionist. You can come find me there. Um, my website is theprenatalnutritionist.com. So you can find me there as well. Um, and then I just released a brand new resource called the prenatal nutrition library. So this is a membership site that right now is built for preconception and pregnancy. And when you're a member of this, we release new content every Monday. Um, you can connect with other women in there. And the other cool part is there's a questions forum there. So you can post, you know, questions about whatever new content we come out with. Or if you have, we've been getting a lot of questions about protein powders in the forum, actually. Um, Protein powders, protein um, bars, everything like that, because there's so many products on the market. There's so many brands always coming out with new things. And it's always like, is this safe during pregnancy? Is this safe during pregnancy? So the prenatal nutrition library was built to kind of take the guesswork out of it for you. You know, there's so much stress in confirming what's safe, what's not. So that's why we built it to take that stress away from you and make sure you're, you know, including all those nutrient dense foods we were talking about. But I'm glad you mentioned that you do preconception because I totally forgot that. And I do want our listeners to know that you do help women that are having maybe issues, you know, trying to get pregnant, how nutrition can help them. Yep, absolutely. And I love women who are planning and just getting ahead too for their pregnancy. So yeah. 
Perfect. Well, I hope to have you on later in the future. I'm sure we have many topics to talk about. So just thank you so much for your time, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ladies, I really hope you enjoyed Ryan. Again, right now, I hope if you're not driving, go to your Instagram account, go to your Facebook account, and follow the prenatal nutritionist. She has amazing food resources. And honestly, even though I'm postpartum, I still go on there to see what foods cause heartburn, what foods help with constipation, and if I get pregnant again, which foods do I need? First trimester, second trimester, third trimester, awesome recipes for smoothies, snacks. She has it all out there. And you can find all these links, all these resources to the prenatal nutrition library, her free resources, her social media accounts, all on our episode notes, themilitaryworkingmom.com slash episode 020. Thank you for listening to the Military Working Mom podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please click subscribe and leave a review to help us reach more military moms just like you. And then to save time and receive posts as soon as they come out, Join our email list at www.themilitaryworkingmom.com and follow The Military Working Mom on Facebook to join our community of women as we discuss topics, ask questions, and share stories in a safe, judge-free environment. We are here to provide you with answers you need. Don't forget to join us next week as we continue to help you navigate your mom, wife, and military life.